One of the secular virtues that seems to be in vogue today is that of tolerance or the idea that can't everybody just get along and in order for everybody to just get along it seems that the proposed solution is that no one should believe anything all that definitively especially when it comes to religion here we we have the notion that really the best way to handle many religions is to make sure that no one claims to be right or that their religion would have the truth as if there were a truth at all. Rather, the idea is that somehow if we all just are allowed to believe what we believe, but don't believe that somehow it is the actual truth, then we'll all just get along better. We see this a lot of times when it comes to, to Christianity in the way that Jesus is approached, especially by those outside of Christianity, but even in Christianity, you'll often hear people talk as if, well, you know, I, I kind of like that guy, Jesus. You know, he did some nice things. He went around healing people, so I, I, I can get behind that. Jesus was a good guy. He, even, he was a good teacher. He even taught a lot of good things about, about God and, and care for different people and things. So yeah, I can, I can see myself uh, appreciating some things about Jesus. Problem is that that is, that is just not any way compatible with the actual Jesus of the Gospels. Rather, the, the real Jesus, when he came, came claiming and doing things that no other world religion has, has ever claimed. Nobody has done the things Jesus has done or especially claimed to be who he was. Because you see, Jesus Christ came and he claimed to be the one, the God, the only God. No, no other religious leader in the history of the world has ever done that. Everyone else can be, you know, here's a way, here's a way to, to get to God. Jesus claimed to be God. That is astounding. And then, just to prove it, he, he died on the cross and rose from the dead. Nobody, nobody's even claimed to have done that before. Yet alone even thought that that's what, you know, their religious leader would do. This is unique to Christianity. Jesus is, is not just a, a nice guy or a good teacher. You, you can't hold that and also hold everything he said and did in the Gospels. Because if Jesus is not God, if he's not who he says he is, then paraphrasing C.S. Lewis, he's either crazy or he's a liar. He's not only not good, he's bad. How could someone claim to be God, claim his disciples that he's risen from the dead? That could only be bad if it's not true. But as St. Paul reminds us in our second reading today, it is true. He tells us, if Christ has not been raised from the dead, then your faith is vain. If Christ didn't rise then it's, it's all for nothing. You don't have Christianity. You can't have a nice Jesus. You really have nothing of the Christian message without the resurrection. If Christ is not raised, St. Paul tells us, then everybody who has died is just lost, perished, gone forever, no hope. If Christ is not raised, then forget about forgiveness of sins. 
Who alone but God can forgive sins? And if Jesus is not raised, then Paul tells us you are still in your sins because there can be no forgiveness of sins without the resurrection. But, but the good news, St. Paul tells us, is that Christ has been raised. This is the greatest message, the most unforeseen, inexplicable message that has ever been preached. So we can't simply sit back and say that all religions are the same and it doesn't really matter. We, we don't do that with other things like, like politics. Talk about, you know, willing to fight for what you believe and claim it's true. I mean, look at, look at politics. We'll fight to the death to say, no, my guy's right. My, my party's right. But religion, oh no, no, we, we shouldn't hold anything too, too tightly. We'll, then we'll, we'll, we'll mess up world peace or something. No, we are sadly today more likely to claim that this is my president than I am to stand up and say, Jesus is Lord. There are things worth fighting for and proclaiming, and the resurrection is that. But notice that it's, it can't be simply, I believe in the resurrection, and therefore I know that at the end of life, I get to go to heaven, and I can live forever in heaven. That's true. But if that's all it is, just some pie in the sky hope for the end of life, then we will have missed the great meaning of the way the resurrection breaks into everyday life in this world. It changes everything. That's how Jesus is able to say in our gospel today, blessed are you who are poor. How can it be good to be poor? I mean, if this world is all there is, then, then you gotta get as much of the stuff as possible so you can live the best life you can because when it's done, it's done. But if there's the resurrection and it breaks into this world, now we see how it colors it. Okay, I'm poor. I don't, I don't have a lot of this world's stuff. Fine, because all the stuff in this world, it's all passing away. Nothing lasts. If I'm poor, I can know that I've got a place where one day I will be rich, rich in what really matters because of the resurrection. Blessed are you who are, are now hungry. How could it possibly be good to, to be hungry? Again, it reminds you that so many people in this life were reaching and grasping for something that will satisfy us. And what do we want? We want more pleasure, more, more power. We are, we are hungry here, but for the wrong things. If this world is all there is, then that, that hunger is just constantly driving to say, I gotta be filled, I gotta be filled. But if there's the resurrection, now, now you've got, you've got desires that are not fulfilled in this life, fine. There's a place where they will be fulfilled. It can cause you to say, I desire heaven. I want all my desires to be fulfilled and they will be in heaven and therefore I can hold loosely to the things of this earth and say, it's okay if not every desire is fulfilled and I'm still hungry. Good, because there is more. Blessed are you who are weeping. <laughs> it's like blessed almost, it can be translated sometimes happy. So it's like saying happy are the sad. That just doesn't work. How is that possible? Well, if this world is all there is, then, then to be sad is the worst thing you could be because all this desire for more, more stuff hunger for things. Ultimately, it's, I want to be happy. But if we can only find happiness in this world, 
then we are doomed. But, but if there's the resurrection, now we can say, okay, I'm not happy here. That's okay. It's okay. There's a place where I will be perfectly happy one day, so I don't have to try to change my whole life and run all over the place trying to be happy at all costs because there's a place where I'll be happy and it doesn't have to be here. Now, I'm not saying that happiness isn't what we're made for in this life. It is. It's, we, we should have enough material resources. We shouldn't be starving. And yes, we should be reasonably happy in this life. All that true. But if there's the resurrection, it means we, we don't have to, to grab onto this so tightly as if it's, it's the only thing there is. The resurrection should color everything about how we live, not just be, well, that's, that's the end goal at the end. And then in the meantime, we're just on our own. You know, the other kind of great lie or at least misinformation that you often hear today is somehow that religion is, is the cause of all the wars or most of the wars in the history of the world. Not true. Somebody actually did the research on this. They looked at all the wars in history a very small percentage are about religion. Almost all the wars in history are about things that are much more simpler and make it perfectly obvious. It's about land. <laughs> I want that piece of land you got. And if I'm going to take it, I got to beat you off of it. Or it, it, money, power, atheistic communism has created most of the, the wars of the 20th century in which it's just a desire for power and the will to power. That's what creates wars not religion. Rather, I would say that religion and most especially Christianity and our belief in the resurrection is the solution to world peace. You want to end war? You want to end fighting? The resurrection. Here's why. Because if, if there's no resurrection, if this life is all there is, then if, if someone takes the thing I want, well, I, I got to fight to get it back. And if I want something somebody else has, I, I got to go fight him. And if somebody wrongs me and takes something that's mine, I, I got to get it 10 times over back. If there's injustice against me and there's no resurrection, this world is all there is. I got to get even right now. And by golly, I'm going to get even and I'm going to do it in a, a way that is just way beyond what that guy did to me. If this world is all there is, then I've got to get the most power. I've got to take it from somebody else. And I got to fight and fight and fight to maintain it so that somebody else doesn't take it from me. But if, if there's the resurrection, then we can let go of all that and say, fine, I don't, I don't need that. It's all going away. Fine, you take it. It's not worth it to me. Somebody wrongs us. Jesus famously tells us, Christians, you can turn the other cheek. That makes no sense if there's not eternal life. Turn the other cheek. No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do whatever I can to beat that guy down. But if there's the resurrection, now I could say, no, I, I don't need to get even in this life. I could, I could tolerate that. And that is the solution to how we, we end fighting in wars. Everybody needs to realize that this world is not all there is, that there is life after death, there is the resurrection, and now there can be world peace because we are not holding on so tight to the world's goods. That's really the, the, the key to Jeremiah in our first reading. Cursed is that the man who trusts in other human beings. But what he's saying is don't trust in human beings or human things or even the things of this earth so tightly that that's all there is. 
That's a recipe not just for disaster on the world stage to create fighting, but that robs you of the inner peace of soul that God means for you to have. If you're bent on all these other things, grasping, trying to hold on, not only will there not be world peace, there will not be inner peace for you. This is why the resurrection is everything. It's not just that Christianity doesn't make sense unless the resurrection is true. It's that our lives cannot really flourish and be the free living that God intends for us unless the resurrection breaks into your day and you know, I can live my life differently today because my life is bent on eternal life. So what are you, what are you grabbing? What are you holding on to? Where is it that maybe the belief in the resurrection needs to break into your life? Where is this world really weighing you down? You just want to say, I, I'm done with it. I just want to chuck it all. Good, because there's a reason to. There's another world that we are made for. By all means, love the things of this world. Look for happiness, all that. But if you really want to find it, if you really want to find the inner peace, it's the resurrection. It's everything. If Christ has not been raised, your faith is vain. But Christ has been raised. And because he lives forever, we will live forever. And that should make all the difference in how we live right now.